Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversation. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? Well, you know, my week has been filled with going back and forth to the hospital because Harrison, um, who is actually sitting at the table right now in his booster seat like a big boy, has had a fever for three days this week. I mean, it's been awful. Um, So I have spent, golly, I don't know when, I can't even remember when the dang on fever started because it's ran my entire week. So I've been... Um, dealing with that the entire week. And now we're trying to make sure we're arranging long-term care for my grandmother. That is what I've been dealing with. Oh, wow. That's that's a real thing. I think that you took Harrison to the hospital on Tuesday or Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. Maybe it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know. I just remember we took him to the hospital. He got antibiotics. He got a COVID test, which he's negative. A lot of people have texted and asked me, does he have, you know, that mucutaneous inflammatory response syndrome? No, he doesn't have that. He's been tested now for COVID twice. Um, he got tested for influenza A and B, which are basically the two big types of flu. So he's been tested for that t- uh, twice and um, RSV. They're all negative. And his blood cultures negative. So, you know, it's just he has a low immune system. So um, sometimes he'll get access to some type of germs and, and he'll just get a fever. But this is the longest he's had a fever before. Yeah. So we took him himself. in. They, yeah, he was not himself at all. He stayed. He didn't stay overnight. Um, he he went in and um, then came back out. And then the next day we had to take him. And it was sort of overnight just because we had to take him so late but they still didn't find anything. So it's, you know, they were like, oh, just alternate Motrin and Tylenol. And the oncologist on call, you know, didn't understand I was a doctor and was like, people can have, you know, 104, 105 degree fevers. And I was like, I thought 105 was, you know, um, febrile neutropenia. And she was like, oh, well, it it is. I mean, I guess 104 is high too. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, it is. (laughs) So then she started talking to me a lot differently uh, after she realized that. But I hate that you have to, pull that card, you know, absolutely shouldn't have to pull the healthcare card for somebody to actually talk to you reasonably and not like, Oh yeah. I mean, kids can have, you know, fevers. I'm like, well, 
you're an oncologist and you know that he's been followed for neutropenia and you know that the reason his neutrophil count is higher today is because he's mounting a response. But either way, I digress. I'm glad that Harrison has you as a mom, but you're right. Like that just sucks. Like why, why is it that you have to force people to do their job? Right. Especially in healthcare. It's like, if you don't want to do this, you, I'm sure you're smart enough to do 5,000 other jobs. Find something else that you're more suited to do. A new job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pick a new one. But yeah, but he's better now. He's like literally at the table <laughs> in his chair because he refused to get in the high chair. So when we called the pediatrician, she actually saw him. Was it Friday? Yeah, she actually saw him. I didn't think that she was going to see him because of the whole fever this week. But she's like, well, I mean, he tested negative for COVID. So she um, got him in and um, he got his hepatitis A shot. And then he um, she said, well, get him a booster if he doesn't want to sit in the high chair because you can't keep letting him graze off of food. <laughs> Meaning, oh, I don't want to sit in my high chair, but here's a fry and you can keep on playing. And oh, here's an orange and you can keep on playing, which is what my mom does. So we got him a, we got him a booster chair. Uh, so uh, why is that? Why is it? I mean, I don't I have no idea and I probably don't really need this information, but I'm just curious. Why is that a problem to let kids graze? Because they're not structured, right? They think that they mm. can one, you don't know how much they're eating. You can't quantify how much they're eating. And then two, you want them to eat in a controlled setting um, with and learn how to use a fork and a spoon. Oh, God. <laughs> you can't it. really meet those milestones, picking up fries <laughs> on the go and playing with your, you know, blocks. So I told my mom, see, you hear, you hear no grazing. That makes sense. I mean, now, now that you put it like that, it makes sense. I I understand now, but initially I was like, seems like, you know, he's still active. So eat the fry, wear off the fry, you know, like you run it off a little bit. <sighs> this is the reason discipline. why I'm not a mother because my child would be so undisciplined and have zero structure. I'd be like, Hey, did you eat today? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, Janine, what you been up to this week? Um, so this week I finally watched um, the Wendy Williams documentary on Lifetime. Have you seen it? No, I have to watch it. <sighs> okay, so <sighs> I'm going to say this. So it, you know, in my career field, right, Wendy Williams is love her or hate her. She's undeniably a queen of radio, right? So you, Absolutely. you can't really talk about radio or you would have a hard time talking about radio and where it is today, especially without giving credit to Wendy Williams, right? And having worked with her in Philadelphia, you know, I just feel like she's amazing, right? But as we know, she's super controversial, but this just shed a different light on her, right? Like we know that she's been in the tabloids with her cheating husband and so on and so forth. But the documentary basically shows the the backstory of why Wendy is the way that she is. And in addition to it, it shows her vulnerability and what we really didn't know was going on. I mean, all the speculation in the world. And I would have never thought that her life was the way that it was. I just, I mean, I just really feel sorry for her. Like the at the end of the day, and I know that she's strong, you know, but at the end of the day, it just seems so like it seems like she's in such a lonely, dark place. I felt so bad. I felt so bad for her, like almost like I just wanted to reach out and hug her. Like I text one of my friends and was like, hey, I really hope that Wendy has like a full time therapist on staff. And it's just like, 
oh, I, f- I felt like, mm. I don't even know how to describe it. And I don't want to ruin it for you. So you have to watch it. But oh, like it, it was almost heartbreaking. I'll try to watch it this week. I mean, it sounds like they actually did a good job. Because, you know, Lifetime doesn't, they don't do a good job all the time. But since the Clark sisters, since the Clark sisters, oh, yeah, the, the since Clark the Clark sisters, sisters yeah. they've been giving us some Lifetime. Let me tell you something. Lifetime has been on the come up re- recently, right? So they have the Clark sisters and they had the Salt and Pepper documentary. They did Salt and Pepper. It was good. They did Wendy. They did her well. And now they're about to do Whitney, which I'm super excited for. I am super excited for this Whitney story that they're going to do. I'm I'm here for it. So, yes, they, they have a history of being nah, they, you know, they're a little Lily. We get it. But they're getting better. Well, you know, I'm a lifetime girl. So when, before there was a such thing as self-care Sunday, I know people are like self-care Sunday. Self- yeah, before there was a such thing as self-care Sunday, it, it would be lifetime Sundays, right? You mm-hmm. would sit down on your sofa and I would literally binge watch lifetime all day long. And my husband would be like, oh, you watching Lifetime? You see the Lifetime or Discovery ID. One of the two is what we're going to watch on Sunday. <laughs> so um, I like Lifetime. I like them. I like their cheesy movies. I like Me the too. killer movies. I like them all. And I can sit and watch Lifetime all day long. The Tony Braxton one I thought was actually really, really good. Really? I didn't see that one. I have to I go back and it. watch it. I have to go back and watch it. That's dope. Yeah, it, it definitely puts uh, Babyface in a very positive light, like a pro-Tony light. And initially I was like, ooh, are they going to get together? But I'm like, wait a minute. I know what's going to happen. They're not going to get together. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going to happen. I just wanted them to get together even on her own movie. Like, I'm just, mm, anyway. That's, that means that that's good writing then. Good, that's a good, that's hey. great writing. When you when you forget Listen. the ending and you already know it, that's great writing. Yes, I was like, yes, baby face to the rescue, yes. But um, yeah, she's had bad luck with men. Poor thing. Yeah, poor thing. I have to go back and watch Tony though. So, what's on your timeline this week? Okay, so right now Valentine's Day is around the corner, literally around the corner. I mean, we all know that Valentine's Day is super heavily commercialized holiday where people are expected to basically express their love and affection with greetings and gifts. So basically just a way for people to get your money. But you know, I'm here for the gifts, so. But much of my timeline is filled with people trying to figure out what they're going to do for Valentine's Day and Much like every other holiday, this Valentine's Day is going to be different. So this would be our first, you know, quarantine Valentine's Day. People are scrambling to try to figure out and searching for unique things to do for Valentine's Day. But no matter whether you're married or single or somewhere in between, the priority this Valentine's Day for everyone should be safety. Andrew Cuomo, the New York City governor, announced that dining in New York City will reopen at 25% capacity starting on Valentine's Day. Some people are still a little bit concerned. The governor decided to do this after a little test run, allowing the fans to attend the Buffalo Bills playoff. However, while people are excited, they're also a little skeptical because the New York City restaurants reopened before. Back in September, they reopened and then they saw a spike after Thanksgiving. So hopefully this situation will be a little different and they'll be able to open and stay open. And hopefully somewhere in this, you know, open period a lot of people will get vaccinated so that they can stay open and won't have any risk. As if 
necessary safety precautions about COVID aren't enough, the Better Business Bureau is also urging people to be safe and on the lookout for romance scams, which I had never even heard of before. While some people are looking for human connection, there are also many scammers out there apparently that are preying on the fact that most people have been sitting at home and their loneliness is probably at an all-time high because they've been sitting at home by themselves without a relationship or some sort of human interaction for pretty much a year. So the Better Business Bureau is asking people during the pandemic while they're dating to use your good judgment. People are out here just scamming people, basically telling them that they're in love and building this relationship. And they say that the scams go over a few months. And then they start asking for things like small amounts of money because, you know, their mom is sick or they need to get something that, you know, they'll get paid at the end of the week. Like I said, I thought that it was called considered catfishing. But again, these are apparently big business scams that people are doing, preying on those who are lonely. From what I'm seeing, Nicole, I think that it's best that we all figure out how to stay in the house and make a hot Valentine's Day rendezvous at home, whether it's a cute romantic staycation or virtual date or You stay at home by yourself and do self-care. It's important to stay safe this Valentine's Day and enjoy the pleasure of Valentine's Day safely, even if it means that it's self-pleasure. Okay, I didn't really say that. Basically, what I'm saying is stay safe this Valentine's Day. So a couple of things. Um, One, about uh, Governor Cuomo, which, you know, I love Cuomo. That has to be like some type of economic move. Like, I just don't think that that is smart. And he has been really a big advocate of staying home and practicing social distancing. The numbers in New York do look okay, um, I guess, at this point. But um, everybody got a spike after Christmas. Everybody did across the nation. We got a spike after Christmas, which we anticipated because we knew that people were tired of being in the house. They were going to go see their loved ones come hell or high water. And that's exactly what happened. And then we saw a spike. So now um, as the numbers hopefully continue to creep down, um, at least he's keeping the restaurants at 25% capacity, but New York is big. So people are going to be fighting over those restaurant reservations. I mean, restaurants can jack the prices up if they want to. I mean, it is called supply and demand. But one thing people could do is you can get carry out, right? So you can order carry out and have it delivered to your home. And that way, when you have your romantic rendezvous at the house, you don't have to cook. Who says you have to cook? No one. You can order from your favorite restaurant, have it delivered to the house. That's what I would do in terms of um, the whole online scamming. Now, y'all know I'm a fan of online dating as well. My husband and I met online. We met on eHarmony and um, we dated or we talked for, mm, I want to say two months. And that was as a gift from Stacy because she said, you're meeting the wrong type of people. You need to uh, date some other type of people. So Basically, my husband and I dated for maybe two months before we actually met in person. And so I would tell people, if you want to go online for Valentine's weekend and, you know, chit chat, you're lonely, somebody else could be lonely. That's fine. But make sure before you let these people in your inner space, meaning even share your number, that you find out some details about this person. And then once you talk to them, I would do a background search on them. Yes, Google them. Pay for a background search on them before you're meeting them because you don't know who you're meeting, especially if you're meeting somebody that doesn't live in the same city. Safety first. 
safety first. Um, and absolutely don't send anybody money. Like, who does that? Like, I would be like, oh, my grandma, my grandma's on hospice and she needs her pain medicine. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just don't have it. I mean, just say you don't have it and move on. Don't let people know what you do before you meet them in person. Just don't, don't do it. Just, you know, say you don't have it. You know, so, you know, I'm going through a hard time too. Blame it on the pandemic. That's what I would do. But I'm not about to send somebody I've never met money. Even if I've met you, I'm not sending you any money. Because that means that me and you may not be on the equally yoked, okay? Because I should not have to send you money. I don't want to date anybody I have to send money to. Let's just put that out there like that. Nope, not going to do it. No charitable donations, Nicole? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Listen, I feel like if a man is ready to date and ready to get married, he needs to have his stuff together. Like financially, you need to be in an okay place. And I'm not saying that you have to be rich or you even have to make six figures. I'm not saying that. But you need to be fiscally responsible. So what happens if it's like, you know, a, a random, you know, government worker who is well, let me not say government worker. What happens if it's a random like business owner and he's struggling during the pandemic with his business and he's keeping things afloat and he randomly like you all have been chit chatting for a few months now. Like y'all are homies, right? No, we're homies. We're homies. <laughs> Listen, this is not Bank of Nicole. I do You're not right. bail out homies. And um, if we're married, then we're sharing money. Okay, that's cool. If we've been in a, a relationship for a long time, okay, I can even see that. Like, okay, you're going through some hard times now. Okay, I'm going to help my man out because we've been together for two years and I know him and I love his dirty draws. But if we're just conversing or we just got in a relationship, we've been in a relationship less than six months, don't ask me for nothing. Absolutely <sighs> not. And if you don't have it together, you don't need to start any new relationship. You need to work on yourself first. Work on yourself first. How about that? I do agree with that. I'm just interested in how these scams actually work, right? Like we've seen the 90 Day Fiance. We've seen Catfish. We know that people are out here scamming. But how is it that in 2021, people are still getting scammed? Because people are lonely. People are lonely. People are lonely. And all somebody, you know, people... All the time I say, you know what? People just want to hear that they look pretty and you love them. Like, that's really what they want to hear. Well, and if you have somebody that's told you that, you might be like, oh, you know what? But he loves me. Oh, Lord, don't fall for it. If y'all are bored, just don't fall for it. And lonely, feel free to pick up your phone and go to Apple or Spotify or Google Play and listen to us because it's not that much lonely in the world. I mean, I get it, but don't, don't, don't fall for the scammer. Don't cause it's a right. scam. Come on now. And if you want somebody to talk to, talk to us, tell, tell, write us, tell us all about your issues. We don't oh, want you to get scammed. They can, come, they can come hang out with us at the Galentine's day, a uh, vision board party. Absolutely. So kick your weekend off like that. Meet, come meet a whole bunch of other women. Yeah. Over wine. Just, Absolutely. Just saying. Cause we don't. <sighs> We don't want you out here getting scammed. Just, we can't, we can't. Okay. Okay, Nicole. So I'm going to give the listeners a, a quick backstory. So we got a really good letter, right? And Nicole and I couldn't decide on who was going to do the letter because it was really good. Like, you know, the kind of letter where you like, this has to be in the show. We got one of those. So 
We also got two other really good letters. So we gonna have three letters. <laughs> we couldn't decide we couldn't this week. We couldn't choose. So it, we're giving we're giving you three letters this week. So here we go. All right. So Nicole and Janine, my fiance and I plan to spend Valentine's Day together. So I had my pandemic plan laid out. We were going to have breakfast in bed. Later on in the day, we would have a picnic in the park. That night, I wanted to surprise him with a couple's massage at home by two massage therapists and dessert. Now, his ex-wife demands that he have the kids that weekend. Sigh. I feel like she does this last-minute romantic holiday thing a lot. She did the same thing for New Year's Eve, but we had to fight for her to let him see his kids on Christmas and Thanksgiving. See, these were family holidays. My boyfriend said not to make a big deal out of it because he already has trouble seeing his kids who are six and eight, despite having a court order. He's a good dad, which is one of the qualities I love about him. But I was so ready for our Valentine's Day entanglement. What should I do now? I've literally never been in this situation before, but I do have some friends that are that have been in this situation Here's the thing. There's really nothing that you can do. There's some things that your fiance is is going to have to address. And the one thing that I can say is that you cannot allow his ex to run your household. That is a really bad way to start a situation. His his ex knows what she's doing. We're smart. We're all adults. We know exactly what we're doing, right? You've you've laid out in the letter that you know, when it's Christmas and Thanksgiving, when it's the family and it's cute to have your kids around, she wants to have the kids. But then when it's New Year's and Valentine's Day, she want to throw the kids on y'all because I guess she has plans to have some romantic rendezvous. Uh-uh. This is not how things are going to go. You're going to lay out some plans and you're going to lay out some days that your fiance is going to have his kids, some holidays, and then you're going to lay out some holidays that your fiance's ex is going to have the kids. Because what you're going to do is you you work with your fiance because he's going to have to be the one to give this information because you are not going to give this woman the time of day to even know that she's causing these kinds of issues in your home, right? So what you're going to do is you're going to sit down with your fiance, you're going to lay out a plan and have him relay said plan to his ex and once the plan is laid out that's the plan that you're going to abide by and if she decides that she don't want to have the kids on you know whatever the next romantic holiday is well then too bad find a babysitter take them to your mama's house do something but the kid's not coming over here because we've laid out this plan and what you're not going to do is keep on disrespecting my household because you want to do what it is that you want to do that's not about to happen so girl let me tell you something Take the kids this Valentine's Day because you know what? That's what you're, that's what you're going to do. Put the kids to bed early, take you a good nap in the middle of the day and wake up and remind him why the kids don't need to be here the next Valentine's Day. You're going to take the kids because we love the kids because they're his kids. We're going to take the kids. But what we're going to do is make sure that this does not happen again. Like I said, take you a good nap in the middle of the day and wake up and put it on them when them kids are asleep. Don't let this happen again. Don't let that woman run your household and and let her do what it is that she wants to do within the confines of having her children with her on the next romantic holiday. That's all I'm saying. What you think, Nicole? Agree. Um, a couple of things, though. 
yes, I do think that they should all sit down and decide, hey, these are the holidays we're going to have the kids and these are the holidays that you're going to have the children. And I think that it needs to be written out so that and planned, put on a calendar so that everybody can be on the same page about the holidays. Now, I don't know what the arrangements are for him seeing in the kids, because so, it sounds like he has trouble seeing his kids anyway, which may mean you may need to get your attorney involved because I see the courts are already involved. So if she is not giving your kids to you on the times you're supposed to have them, then you may want to get your attorney back involved so that you can get that enforced. Um, I would also enforce the holiday schedule as well, because if the courts are involved, that means to me, it probably has gotten a little bit messy over the years. So um, I, that is what I would do. For this holiday, I would definitely take them because you don't want the kids to feel like they're not wanted. Like, especially if this ex-wife, you know how we can be as women. If she's already dropped in the kid's ear, oh, you're going to be with your daddy this weekend. And then all of a sudden daddy doesn't show up. Then daddy looks like the bad guy. So I would definitely have him take the kids this weekend. Um, but you have some options even with the kids this weekend. Okay, here are your options. Okay, one you can hire a babysitter for that day, <laughs> okay? Who says the kids have to be at your house all three days on the weekend? No, pick your day, whatever time slot you have, hire a babysitter, have a babysitter come in or take them to his mama's house or your mama's house and have the kids go over there. And I'm, I'm pretty sure if you are a fiance, the kids are used to being around you and your family. So see if the kids can go to somebody else's house that is COVID free. And stay there for a day or have a babysitter that's also COVID-free come in. And if you go to care.com, there are like um, COVID-free screenings, meaning these babysitters have to put like how often they check their temperatures and what their symptoms have been to guarantee that they're COVID-free. So um, that is an option if you're like, you know what, we can forego the breakfast in bed and the picnic, but we still want to do um, something for dinner that night have a babysitter come in or they are your second option. They are six and eight. Um, they should be in bed by eight 30. So put them to bed and then you have a late night rendezvous. So you can still have the masseuse come over and you can still get your personal massages. You can still do some romantic dinner in the bed and you can just have a late overnight rendezvous. That would be an option. And it probably would be what I would do this Valentine's Day. So don't give up all your Valentine's Day plans. Just scoot them, scoot them back towards the latter half of the night after the kids go to bed. But that means the kids need to go to bed. Ain't none of that, oh, it's the weekend. I'm going to stay up until 11 or 12 o'clock. Oh, no, you're going to bed. You may have put a little bit of Benadryl in that milk that you give them with dinner. But they're going to bed. 8.30, put them to bed. 6 and 8, oh, yeah, they, they can go to bed. I'm a firm believer in kids need discipline and kids should be, have a bedtime. I mean, you shouldn't even, I mean, if you look at Harrison at eight o'clock, you know, it's, he's about to go to bed at, at 30 minutes. We don't even have to say it. He's like rubbing his eyes. He'll lay his head on the floor. We're like, Oh, but it must be eight o'clock because he goes to bed like clockwork at eight 30. All kids need to do that. I agree. Okay. So I have another one. So this one says, Hi, friends. I feel like I've known you all forever, even though I've never actually met you. Hey, friend, I need your advice. I feel like I already know what you're going to say, but I just want you all to touch and agree with me. Okay, so here it is. Please don't judge. 
I'm an introvert. I don't really like partying or going out. Well, as an introvert, I often date online. Well, the past year, it's almost like a dating spree. I figured, why not, since I'm already stuck in the house? Well, after months of dating, I met a really nice guy. He's a very nice man and has a great job. He only has two kids from a previous marriage, which is great because we are in our 40s and I don't really want to have kids. He's been extremely consistent. He's understanding. And we've discussed our potential future together. While we often talk about seeing each other and we often use Google Duo, we've never actually met in person. While I know I have strong feelings for him, I'm willing to wait for both of our safety. That's where the issue comes in. Recently, he asked me if we could finally meet and have our first in-person date on Valentine's Day. He even offered to have it at his place. While I would really like to finally meet him in person, I still don't feel like it's safe to meet because, I mean, the pandemic is still going on and I'm a little bit nervous, especially hearing about these new strains of COVID. I don't really understand what the rush is since we live very close to each other. I guess my question is, should I take him up on his offer or should I go with my gut and tell him that I don't feel comfortable meeting up just yet? I don't want to ruin the possibilities of meeting him at all, but I do want to stay safe. Please help me and tell me if I'm being crazy, Antoinette. Antoinette, you being crazy, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, friend. I think she's being a little crazy. I mean, if you've talked to this person for a number of months and now he wants to meet you in person on a Valentine's Day weekend because he's probably like, oh, she's going to expect for me to ask her to be my Valentine. Then you turn him down? Girl, bye. I think that now I wouldn't go to his house. Let's start there. I wouldn't go to his house. If you've never been with him in person, don't go to his house. And I'm not saying that he's not real. Obviously, you've met him on a Google Duo or Meetup, one of the two. And um, you know that he's real. You probably Googled his job. If he has a good job, that means that you probably can find him online. So you know that he's real. You've probably seen pictures of his children. You probably know where he lives already. So um, I still would not meet him in person the first time because when you're in somebody else's space, they control the environment. They control the flow of the situation. And you don't want somebody you're meeting for the very first time to control the flow of the situation. We don't know him. You've talked to him. You've chatted with him, but you don't know this man. So I would not go to his house. Plus there's COVID, right? Now, what I would do is tell him your fears. Hey, the pandemic has me afraid. Can we both get COVID tested? I mean, that's the thing. Get COVID tested. And I would meet him somewhere outside. So you could always meet him in the park or meet him at an outdoor uh, restaurant that has outdoor seating that day. So that's what I would do. But I would try to meet him in person. I mean, it's been months and, you know, it's Valentine's Day. And so you want a Valentine. Let him, you know, smooth over you a little bit. That's what I say. I don't know, Nicole. I say keep it funky on the virtual. And I say that because go with your gut. I say go with your gut. Let me tell you something. There have been not working. She's an introvert. Okay, listen, there have been a number of times that I've been like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. And I don't go with my gut. And it 90% of the time doesn't go well. 
there are a couple of red flags to me. The first red flag is that why is it such a rush, like she said, to spot, to meet on Valentine's Day? You trying to give me this quarantine peen? Like, what are you doing? Why do Wait, we have to meet? How long have they been talking? How it long says been months. Talking? It says months. But why okay, on, Valentine's on Valentine's Day? It's important on Valentine's Day because it is Valentine's Day. Let's say that you've been talking to this man for months and he did not ask you out on Valentine's Day. Let's let's put this in perspective. Okay. If he did not ask you out on Valentine's Day, you've been talking to this man a number of months. The letter would be more so, I think that this man is dating somebody else. Or I think this man has a secret You're right. relationship. You're right. Because he didn't ask me to go out on Valentine's Day. But now that this man has manned up, and ask you to go somewhere on Valentine's Day, you going to tell me you're going to say no? Okay, you're going to lose that man. I, that's all I'm saying. Here's my thing. She clearly is concerned about the pandemic, right? And there are ways to express the fact that you love and care for someone without seeing each other on Valentine's Day. And I'm a big proponent of this. Let me tell you something. I'm a big proponent of this, and I'm going to tell you why. My love language is gift giving, right? Give me gifts. I love gifts. You don't have to see me, especially if I'm concerned about a pandemic. And you know what? Her brain might be playing tricks on her because she did say that she's an introvert. I get all of that. But the red flags to me were the insistent that it has to be on Valentine's Day. And the fact that he wants to like have it at his house. It just to me, it just feel like he trying to give me some quarantine peen. And I get it, but I don't want to be worried about COVID and trying to get romantic. And uh, I feel like it would just ruin the mood for me. So let's why don't we have a romantic candlelit dinner via Zoom or Google Duo or whatever it is that she was using? Have a romantic candlelit dinner and it it appears that they already have each other's address because it says she says in the letter that they don't live that far away from each other send each other gifts and then y'all can be romancing it up on the google duo how about that let me tell you something i'm not sending nobody no gift that i've never seen it's not happening i if i have not seen you i am not going to send you gifts. that's how people get scammed Sending people gifts in the mail that they don't ever interact with. Some flowers, Nicole. It's Valentine's Day. Give me some flowers and some chocolate. We don't know each other. She may send flowers, but my thing is we have to put a... If she says no, right? They've been talking. She's been talking to a whole bunch of people Mm -hmm. during this time, right? She's Mm -hmm. a serial online dater. She's (laughs) self-admittedly that. And she likes this guy. She may have told him that she's dated a lot of people online, but then he's asking her out for Valentine's Day because that's the day for lovers. And she says, no, to me, it makes it look like I'm dating someone else. And that's why I don't want to go out with you on Valentine's Day. I think that she can express her concern about COVID and not being in an indoor place such as his home without turning him down. There are safer ways to do this. Even if they just met briefly and she can say, you know, I'm really afraid of COVID. So how about we meet briefly? Maybe we take a walk in the park, get to know each other that way. And then we can can go home and do a virtual, you know, meetup because I'm afraid of COVID. She needs to communicate with this man and tell him what her fears are, but her not seeing him at all. They can't meet up in the park with a mask on at all. They can't see each other six feet apart and say, hey, and then put a mask on and give a, give each other a hug at all on give me a break. She's what, in her 40s and lonely? Doesn't sound like she's ever been married, doesn't have any kids. So how long are you going to do the same thing and expect a different result? 
And this pandemic could last for a really long time. We're a year in right now. So what happens if we're another year in, you think this man's going to just sit and wait and just chat with you online and look at your face? He can't see the rest of your body. He don't know what you look like from the neck down. Girl, bye. You better. (sighs) Listen, you don't have to go to his house and I'm telling you not to go to his house. I would not make my first acquaintance with somebody in their home because they control the situation. So I will repeat again, don't go to this man's house, but you can say, hey, instead of doing that, I know this is the first time we've met up. I'm sort of nervous about COVID. I'm sort of nervous about you, but I really do like you. How about we meet somewhere in public first and wear our mask or be outside? You can say that without turning down your Valentine's date. Because then he going to be like, okay, well, I need to find another Valentine's date. Just saying. And if he can find another Valentine's Day date that quickly, then bye. She can. She's been dating all these other people. No <laughs> Nicole, one has to, and maybe be, she just likes to date. Married, if you're not married and you're not in a serious relationship, by all means, you should date multiple people. Absolutely, you should date multiple people. You know, if until they put a ring on it, you can date whoever you want to date. Same thing for him. Okay, fine, Nicole. Yeah, I think here's the thing. I get what you're saying, but in my mind, it's it just seemed like a red flag to me that he wants to have it specifically on Valentine's Day. Like that's the first day that we meet. That's interesting. A little bit cliche as well. That is not interesting. That is not interesting because, like I said, at, at his house, didn't, Nicole. It sounds like he's just trying to get some. Listen, everybody trying to get some. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> It is Valentine's Day. Okay. If you're not trying to get some on Valentine's Day, then you don't need a Valentine. Okay. Everybody is trying to get some on Valentine's Day. Let's, let's be real. The male heterosexual mind when it comes to women are always trying to get some. They will try to get some if you allow them to try to get some. If you even suggest getting some, all of a sudden, if they didn't have an interest in trying to get some, guess what? Now they're trying to get some. So none of this is surprising, okay? But you can control the narrative by saying, you know what? (laughs) Pump your brakes home, boy. I know you're trying to get some, but let's just meet in a public area. I really do like you, but I don't want to move too fast. Communication is key. Okay, then I guess that he's going to be, they're going to go out on a date and he's going to go get some from somewhere else. No, not necessarily. Maybe he will be just, if he's the man that she thinks he is, he will be content with just the interaction with them. I mean, just because a man is trying to get some and then they don't get some doesn't mean they're like, oh, I'm not going to have anything to do with you. I mean, she's been talking to this man for a number of months. So obviously he's not just going to be like, oh, if I don't get some in this time period, then I'm done. And if he, if he does, if he is like that, okay, screw him. You date somebody else anyway. (laughs) I wonder what she's going to do. Antoinette, write us back, please. And let us know what you decided to do. Because let us know. I just, I'm just curious, like, but I'm with Nicole. The one thing that we do agree on is don't go to this man's house. Nope, don't do it. We, we, you know, the internet, it can be deceiving. I know that you talk to him on Google Duo, but be safe. That's the safety measure that you take. Do not go to this man's house. I repeat, do not go to this man's house. Okay, thank you. Okay, Nicole, you have another letter? Yes, I do. The last letter reads, Nicole and Janine, my new husband and I just got married in October of 2020. So I was excited about our first Valentine's Day coming up this weekend. However, his parents are trying to visit for Valentine's Day. 
My husband, Barry, doesn't understand why I'm so annoyed about it. WTF, please tell me I'm not being ridiculous and that my annoyance at them and him is reasonable. Wait, what? Okay, this letter has layers. It was quick, but it it caught me off guard. Jesus, and I knew that the letter was coming, so I don't even know why it caught me off guard. First of all, you all are newlyweds. You're still newlyweds, right? So... Everyone should respect the fact that you all are newlyweds, including your in-laws. It is very important that you all spend this Valentine's Day the way that you want to spend it. Safely, of course, but not with your in-laws. Girl, let me tell you something. I get it. I love my mother-in-law. Love her to death. But I don't want to hang out with her on Valentine's Day unless it's like during the day you have a cute little Valentine's Day brunch or whatever. But then you got to go. You got to go back. And it said in-laws. So maybe my suggestion to you is if they really need to have some sort of if Valentine's Day is really important to them for whatever reason, who knows what the reason is. Have some a cute little brunch for them. Cute little brunch. And then send them back home. Because guess what? They can spend Valentine's Day together. And when you send them home, guarantee that they stay there. Set up a cute little situation for them so that they want to spend Valentine's Day with each other and not with you and your new husband. Girl, this should be the time that you and your new husband start working on making some babies if those are what you want. Not spending time with your in-laws. Let me tell you what you tell your husband, okay? As Nicole said, everybody is trying to get some on Valentine's Day. So this is what you tell your husband. Give him a little little sneak peek of what he could get on Valentine's Day if his parents do not come to visit. And maybe he will do the heavy lifting for you and get his parents to stay home. That's my suggestion. But girl, what you what we're not about to do is spend Valentine's Day with our in-laws, especially not Valentine's evening with our in-laws. We love them. We appreciate them. We will do anything for them. But, you know, in-laws don't really set the mood for getting it, okay? Now, I'll say um, she said the in-laws want to come visit. To me, that means that they're coming from afar. Like, they have to take a road trip or a flight to come there. So, so it may be difficult to have them there in the morning and then send them home in the evening if that's the case. Um even if that wasn't the case, even if they live like two blocks away, they're, they're not invited to your house. And I would literally tell my husband, you you need to tell your parents they can't come, period. They cannot come, not this weekend. They can come any other weekend. Because guess what? Even if they're coming and they're like going to go out by themselves that night and you guys are going to do whatever you need to do that night and you only spend the day with them, you don't want to entertain that weekend. And I know like, when in-laws come, you're trying to impress and you are like a brand new wife. So they're looking at you like, is your house clean? What you cooking? How hospitable are you? Yeah, no, I don't have time for that. I am not going to be in the mood to cater to them and cater to this rendezvous over here. So one of the two has to get my attention. Either your parents are going to get my attention or this entanglement I'm trying to create is going to get my attention, but both can't have my attention. So you're going to have to choose which one gets my attention. And you better choose right. So I would tell him, uh, no, your 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 parents can't come. Just period. Cannot come. And I would explain to him that, hey, 
on family holidays, your family can come. We can talk about which side of the family comes. But on these romantic holidays, it's off limits. Like, go ahead and set that groundwork now. My husband, when we first got married, had issues with boundaries and like telling his family no. He had to learn real quick because I had to have a fit. And then after that, he learned. What was your fit like? You showed your tail, Nicole? I showed my butt. I sure did. (laughs) I went off. I think I even like packed the bag and told him I was leaving because if he didn't get it, if he didn't get that he was team me, then there's no need for me to be here. He, 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 He got on the right foot. Like Nicole said, tell him that it's me or them. And don't put it like that because that doesn't sound really nice. But basically, you either want this on Valentine's Day or you want to hang out with your parents. Now, if you pick hanging out with your parents, then we have some bigger issues. We got a big issue because you're supposed to leave to cleave. Say it again, Nicole. Leave to cleave. (laughs) Leave to cleave. He needs to get with it. And they need to respect the boundaries of your household. Okay, so Janine, what did you learn new this week? Okay, so I learned a couple of things new. One I got from the Daily Dot, and it's some safe ways to celebrate Valentine's Day. So it had, and I'll post this, it had a couple of like cute things. And a couple of them were like going for a romantic walk or hike. So for Antoinette, who wrote us earlier, maybe you, maybe you take Nicole's advice and go for a romantic hike or walk with your new boo. Um, Having a movie night inside of a pillow fort they said you could if you have the means rent out a theater or a restaurant and now it's actually not that expensive to rent out the amc theaters so you can rent out the theater i think they allow you to have like 20 people in there if that's something that you want to do or it could just be you and your honey um they said that you can convert your home into a spa like experience that sounds super relaxing and something like I, i would love to do Just, you know, convert your home into a spot-like experience. And then they said, converting your kitchen into a sweet shop. I'm all for that too, baking some sweet treats. And then also on this article for Vice, and I know, Nicole, you and I have talked about this before, and I think that we need to do an episode on this, but this is something that it made me kind of chuckle, that people are really devoid of touch and subsequently ASMR gifts are at an all-time high. So in the article, it basically said that things like scalp massagers, apothecary oils, fidget fabric, there's a feel good soap. So ASMR, a bunch of different ASMR gifts are like the thing this year because people are really into it. Nicole, I know that that's not how we talked about it, but apparently it's a thing. ASMR is a huge thing now because people are missing like physical touch. So they're they want to be uh, stimulated. Interesting, right? Oh, ASMR. <laughs> you know what? To each his own. Whatever makes you feel good, whatever makes you be able to get out of bed one leg at a time is what you should do. So, yes, I am all for making sure you are doing things that make yourself happy. So, hey, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Why did you say ASMR like that? Because y'all, I mean, it's just a lot going on. Like people in these videos and like chewing carrots and like just the sounds, like the auditory sounds. I'm just like, oh, that's so annoying. So I learned something. This is sort of kind of funny. So if your heart has been broken recently, well, you can celebrate Valentine's Day a little differently. At the San Antonio Zoo, you can pay $5 and name a cockroach after your ex and watch it get eaten by a bird, reptile, or mammal at the 
quote, cry me a cockroach, end quote, events on Valentine's Day. If you're extra pissed at them, you can pay $20 and name a frozen rat after your ex and watch it be eaten by a reptile instead. The best part is that you don't have to be there to do it. The event will be streamed on Facebook Live. You have until 6 p.m. Eastern on February 13th to sign up and proceeds will go to expanding the Jaguar habitat with an overhead catwalk. Whatever marketing genius came up with this is hats off to you because I think that that's amazing. A frozen rat, though? I just think that that's nasty. I just think that that's nasty. <laughs> I'm so here for it. I am so here for it. I thought to myself, this is something Texans would do. I mean, you know, like... Of course, we're going to think about like naming our exes after rats and like letting snakes eat them. Like, really, though, I I just cringe at I don't like reptiles. I don't like rats. I don't like any of that. So for me to watch that live on Facebook, uh, no, mm -mm. but they do say the names. They they tell you the name of each one of these uh, either cockroaches or rats that are getting fed. But you can only give the first name, but the name nonetheless. <laughs> I don't know, Nicole. Maybe it's my sick and twisted head, but I'm here for it. I am here um, for it. I am. I mean, Nicole, that is like that is like a way of getting back at your ex that is so unique. It's just like it gives me like warm and fuzzies inside. I'm just that's just me. Yeah, it would be a little bit better if you recorded it and then sent your ex the snippet. Of like him getting eaten. Now that I, I could see. But I'm not giving my exes really any time of day. I, I'm just not. You're not about to get my twenty dollars. I'm not just saying it's going for a good cause. It is going for a good good, good cause. We do need the Jaguars to have habitats, but mm -mm, no. Mm -mm. I'm gonna get me a mimosa with that twenty dollars on Valentine's Day. Okay? That's what I'm gonna do. So our motivational moment comes from Kendrick Lamar. And I quote, I love myself. That's it. I love this quote because this is what Valentine's Day should be about, right? So ladies, you can't love someone else unless you love yourself. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep BWC. Oh, That's Deep. Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.